Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our online campus, if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you for being here this morning. A couple things real quick. Uh, Today, throughout the morning, before and after every service, uh, we're having a meet and greet regarding our East Campus. That'd be in room 401. Two weeks ago, we had our first interest night over at the East Campus, and uh, uh, about 450 folks showed up for that. And uh, so if you have any, uh, you missed that night or you have any questions or you just want to kind of get caught up, um, our East Campus team uh, will be in room 401 and you can stop by and see them. Now, let me make this real clear. It's one church. Everybody say one church. It's one church. And now we'll have multiple locations and it's one vision. Everybody say one vision. One vision, but greater impact in that way. We are in a growing community. And God has positioned us and God is calling us and blessing us and helping us to do this. And uh, people need the Lord. And that is is the whole uh, purpose behind that. The other thing is this Wednesday, everybody say first Wednesday. This Wednesday is first Wednesday. And I know that last month it was second Wednesday because of 4th of July or your birthday or I don't know what it was. But uh, first Wednesday. And uh, first Wednesday is a very special service. We're very, very intentional to take a little more time in praise and worship, a little more time in prayer and ministry, a little more time in the Word, and it's just an awesome time to come. I'll be ministering a message entitled, Angers Away. We're going to talk about the subject of anger, and uh, how many of you have ever heard of that or met anybody that was... Okay, so we'll talk about it. And uh, it's important that we do, and Scripture has much to say about that. And uh, we say it this way, that if you could only come to one service a month, no, I didn't say only come to one service. I said, but if you only could, then uh, First Wednesday would be certainly a, a top pick there. And uh, I encourage you all to come out and be with us 7 o'clock Wednesday right here in this very room. Amen? One other item. I want to pastor you just a little bit here um, and do a little bit of housekeeping. And time to time, it's just good to refresh ourselves on this. How many of you know that God is omnipresent? What that means is he is everywhere present at once. He's everywhere present at the same time. But God is not everywhere present in the same way. And I think it largely has to do with the atmosphere that we help to create, one that is inviting and honoring to the Lord. And so we very intentionally plan what we're doing, pray and prepare so that we are honoring the Lord as we come together. And I want to invite you and just encourage you that when we come in, we're not having a song service. We're not doing that. We are honoring the Lord. We're welcoming his presence. Y'all with me? And then here's, here's where it gets a little more real for you. And that also will include that you honor the people around you. Okay? So be very careful during service that you don't distract. I would, I would hate that to be on any one of us, that we distracted somebody else from entering into worship or we distracted somebody else from hearing God's word. So be real careful with that. Make sure your phones are off. You know, don't be eating Doritos. You know, or don't bring a hibachi in here and be cooking wings or 
and and I'm making light of this, but just be real careful. Sometimes there's a lot of movement, a lot of noise and things like that, and I don't want anybody to miss. We're only here one hour. We're only here one hour, and I want to make sure that it counts for everybody, that God is honored, that his people are honored so they can receive from the Lord, and he's not everywhere present, or he is everywhere present the same time, but he's not everywhere present in the same way. And I want to maximize the goodness and presence of God in this place. Amen. Can the church say amen today? All right. Good deal. Well, we're wrapping up a series called Prayerful. I hope you're getting something out of this series. And I just want to remind you that prayer is this incredible, powerful privilege. Everybody say privilege. We have this incredible privilege that we can connect with the almighty God who can do anything, who is also our heavenly father, who absolutely cares for us. That is a privilege. But the biggest problem with praying is we don't, we don't. And so we kind of forfeit a little bit This connection, in a big bit, we forfeit this connection with Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who can make such an absolute difference in our life. So the main thing about praying, you ready for this? The main thing about praying is make sure you do. Make sure you do. And I want to today emphasize, make sure that you don't wait to pray. So in the first week of this, we looked at prayer as a weapon. Prayer as a weapon. Last week, we looked at prayer as a tool. And today, we want to look at the importance of making sure that you are prayed up. Come on, everybody read it with me. Prayed up. That's kind of a church phrase, and we'll bring some real sense to it today as, as we move along. This really has to do with being spiritually prepared, that ahead of time, you've gotten your heart ready. And, and like I said, make sure that you pray, but make sure that you don't wait to pray. Stay ahead, stay ahead in prayer. You know, in the morning, we wake up. You get ready to exercise, you need to warm up. Uh, You get your phone and you need to make sure that it is charged up. You're going on a trip, you need to make sure that you load up and you fuel up. You're going to an important meeting, you make sure that you dress up. And if you're having company over, you need to, yeah, you knew it, right? Yeah. Well, to live this life, and the only way we live this life is day by day by day. I'm telling you what, every day, every day, every day, we need to be prayed up. I said we need to be prayed up. We can't just play afternoon catch-up all of a sudden. And it's gotten away from us and so forth. I I remember a, a little card, poster kind of thing from years and years and years ago, and it said a day hemmed in prayer is less likely to come unraveled. And I think it's, the idea is, is incredible there that we want to start our day right, that we are prayed up. And the big idea today would be this, is that wherever and whenever we show up, we are prayed up. Amen? Now, in the Gospels, and let, let me just go back to this idea of prayed up. This is being up to date, up to speed in prayer. This is, you are spiritually prepared. And I believe if you handle this right, you actually, this is how you end up fully dressed in the armor of God. By taking the right time, the appropriate approach with, with praying and, and being in God's word, 
declarations in our life. This is all part of that's how you end up with the full armor of God on. And when you have the full armor of God, you are able to stand against all the wiles and schemes of the devil. I can't believe I only got three amens on that right there. That is absolutely life-changing right there. Amen. In the Gospels, um, there was a time where the disciples tried and failed to cast a demon out of a young man. And when they asked Jesus, and Jesus walked right up, took care of it. And when they asked Jesus, why couldn't we do that? He, in a sense, informed them and also kind of corrected them at the same time. And he said that this was a certain kind of demon. And we saw a few weeks ago that there's a hierarchy of, you know, spiritual evil and darkness and so forth. And he said this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. Your Bible may say prayer and fasting. That's really not in the New Testament Greek. The emphasis is earnest, fervent prayer. And so what he was saying to them, basically he was calling them on the fact that they had not been praying. Essentially what he's calling them out on was this, that they were trying to handle something in some way without using prayer. Anybody here ever done that? You know, we handle situations with, you know, our smarts, our good looks, our money, our whatever. We try some other way to handle things. And Jesus is saying, there are some things you cannot handle. You will swing and miss. You will try and fail to handle some things because these things must be handled by prayer. And he was calling them to prayer that is preemptive, prayer that is ahead of time on this. Proverbs 24.10, look with me right here. It says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Now, this word adversity here includes the idea in the uh, uh, Hebrew Old Testament, includes the idea of trouble, uh, challenge, opposition, adversity, trouble, pressure. And it says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Look at it in the message paraphrase. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. I didn't say it, it's in the Bible. Well, the thing about adversity, the thing about pressure, problems, and so forth, you, re- you ready for this? On average, on average, between 20 and 25% of your day deals with unpleasant or challenging things. And I don't care who you are, what you have, or or whatever else, about 20 to 25% of your day, you're going to be dealing with unpleasant or challenging things. Oh, the baby is so precious. Look at the baby. Oh, no. Y'all with me? And so that with everything, with everything, there's something unpleasant, there's something challenging, there's something I, I would prefer not to, but it is part, you know, I'm dr- driving somewhere, oh, I can't wait to get there, and then traffic. Uh-uh. Right? And so we've got all of these things going on, and the Bible is saying it's not necessarily the adversity, the opposition, the problem, the pressure, the challenge, the unpleasantry of it. You know what the real issue is? The real issue is strength, strength. And so we must understand this, that prayer taps us, prayer connects us with the strength that we need. 
I've been sharing with you in this series, prayer is not what you need. God is what you need. And prayer connects you with God, and God is our strength. Now let me put that all together again. Prayer is not what you need. See, some people pray, we're supposed to pray, we're Christians, we're supposed to pray. That's just praying to pray. That's, that's just checking something off some lifeless religious checklist. Prayer is not what we need. God is what we need. And prayer connects us with God. That'll make you love to pray. Prayer connects us with God, and God is our strength. And strength is what we need. Strength is the issue. And by praying, I don't want to wait until later to get the strength. I want to have the strength. We need to show up, prayed up. Can I get a good amen today? Prayer connects you with God. God is our strength. Don't make this hard. Just make the connection so that you can have God's help and strength in our lives. Let's look at a couple of verses. Psalm 18. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my what? My strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn or strength of my salvation, my stronghold or my safe place. Psalm 27, verse 1, the Lord is, the, is my light and my salvation. Come on. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? And see, if we don't understand this and this, we will be fearful and afraid. But when I know and when I'm connected with him in prayer, the Lord, this is not just something you have down the hall on the wall. This is something you hide in your heart and in your head and in your mouth. And yes, keep it in front of you and make it part of your prayer and declaration. The Lord is, the, is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Look in Psalm 121, verse 1 and 2. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Come on, give God an amen on this this morning. Thank you, Lord. A couple centuries ago, there was a guy named Charles Spurgeon. Some of you will know who Spurgeon was. And um, Spurgeon was called the Prince of Preachers. And very influential in his day and beyond. And uh, theologian and preacher and so forth. And he had a a place called Spurgeon's Tabernacle. And there was a guy named A.C. Dixon who was the pastor of that tabernacle because of Spurgeon's schedule and his, you know, his influence abroad. And so A.C. Dixon said this. Listen to this carefully. He said, when we rely on organization, we get what organization can do. When we rely on education, we get what education can do. When we rely on eloquence, we get what eloquence can do. But when we rely on prayer, we get what God can do. When we rely on prayer, We get what God can do. And let me tell you, what God can do is more than what you can do. What God can do is the thing that makes the difference. And you know what? Don't fall into the trap of much of our world where they've got to be able to figure it out or they don't accept it. I love having a God I can't figure out 
I love having God in, in this sense. I, I don't know all he knows. I don't know what all he can do. God can do anything, and he can do things in supernatural ways. He can do things in unexplainable ways. Anybody here ever had God do, some, do something for you, get you out of it, work it out, pay it off? Come on. Wow, he did it again. We have a little saying around here, never surprised, always amazed, because God is able. Amen. Now, a lot of people, including all of us, pray what I would call reactive prayer. Reactive prayer. It means something has happened, now we pray. Something has happened, so we better pray. And I'm thankful for this. You know, this is necessary. This is powerful. This is constant in our life. We're not able to keep track of everything, and all of a sudden things do happen in our life, and we better go and pray about those things. But I think there is something better. Everybody say better. And that's what I would call proactive prayer. Proactive prayer, which means we're ahead of the game. We're praying ahead of time. Uh, This is preemptive. I firmly believe some some things can be avoided because we're already praying about them. I think some situations can end up better because we're already seasoning that in prayer. I think some meetings, some interviews, some interactions, some whatever can go better, say better again, better by praying ahead of time than just afterwards. I'd rather pray before a surgery. I'm waiting on y'all. Then after, well, God, I hope that went well. (laughs) Amen. It's like this. Your car breaks down. The tow truck will come. That's awesome. But it would be better. Everybody say better. Better. For you not to need the tow truck. And maybe you broke down. You're stranded at the side of the road because you ran out of gas. Or you haven't changed your oil in 73,000 miles. <laughs> or you paid no attention to your tires and they're threadbare and just wore out. And poof. It would be better that you did the maintenance, preventive maintenance, that you got the oil changed, that you fueled up before you took off, that you kept an eye on your tires and got new ones when you needed and rotated them and, and do all of the maintenance, preemptive, preventative, and that is better. That's better. Thank God tow truck will come. But it's way better, way better to be ahead of things in that way. Amen. I I was just thinking about this. You know, our future is paved in prayer. Your future is prepared through prayer. And I just wonder sometimes, and don't let this get on you as condemnation at all. It's just a question to motivate us into our future. I just wonder how many things in my own life would have been different had I seasoned it already in prayer, had I handled it already in prayer. You know, I wonder what could have been averted, what could have been avoided, what would have been better prepared, what what maybe would have moved a little smoother had we been ahead of it in prayer. How many of you are thankful that we can pray and ask for forgiveness of sins? Most of us. Let me, let me do that. Let me ask you, how many of you are thankful that we can pray and ask for forgiveness of sins? Amen. But do you know what that is? That's reactive prayer. Now, I'm thankful for it. Whoa, daily. Throughout the day, daily. Thank you. 
I'm grateful for that. But here's something that might would be better. That beforehand we're praying. Jesus even modeled it and said, deliver us from temptation, from evil. 2 Peter 2.9 says, the Lord knows how to deliver the godly from temptation. Wouldn't it be better that we could avoid temptation and sin or overcome temptation and sin because we had packed ahead of time, so to speak, that beforehand, proactively, we prayed, got prayed up before we showed up? I believe that's better. Amen. Jesus went from place of prayer to place of prayer to place of prayer with miracles in between. It was his custom to early get up and go and be with the Father. Often he withdrew himself. Read it throughout the gospel. Often he withdrew himself. And I think really what he was doing was this. He was praying so that Jesus could, every time he showed up, he was prayed up. Can you imagine Jesus, you know, showing up and the disciples are dealing with something with somebody and, hey, hey, Jesus, hey, Jesus, we got this going on. I go, could you guys not bother me today? Could you give me some time? Could you imagine Jesus? And you're saying, yeah, but that's Jesus. We're us. Yeah. But I think you would be better off if you showed up, prayed up. And I'm not just talking about here. Of course, I think, yes, you should. But what about work? I'm going to ask you a question. You don't have to respond in case they're also here. <laughs> but can anybody at work kind of get on your nerves sometime? Don't. Deal with some stuff you don't. Uh, right? Maybe you're saying, yeah, when I go home too. You know, well, <laughs> show up prayed up. Show up prayed up rather than showing up late, scattered, strained, stressed, eyes bugging out, not breathing fully, dragging your tail, insecure. (sighs) I think it would be better. Better to already process this in prayer. Hey, God, it's me again. I'm going to work today. And you know who's going to be there. And you know we've got to deal with. But here's the main thing is that you're processing this in prayer. Remember, prayer is not what you need. God's what you need. Prayer connects you with God. God is your strength. And you go to God and you go to him early. You don't wait. You go early. You go before. You you connect with God before. And then you show up. Ready for this? You show up with an awareness and a confidence that God is in me. God is with me. God is for me. God goes ahead of me. God's already been there. And he's smarter and stronger than anybody in the room or in the place. And when you, when you do that, you're prayed up. And can I tell you another, another idea of what prayed up is? Holy cool. <laughs> now, I'm not talking about a, a smirk or a strut or swagger. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about a holy, peaceful, calm, and confidence on the inside. Because he's with me. He's in me. He's for me. He's gone ahead of me. He's already been in this situation. He's waiting on me. He's giving me wisdom. He's surrounding me with favor. I'm going to walk right in there. Whatever the situation is, make sure you show up, prayed up. 
And the church said? Amen. 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 Instead, I just can't take life and people and things. <laughs> Stay home and watch Jeopardy. <laughs> Show up, prayed up. Amen? Amen. I traveled with a, a couple of um, Christian music groups last century. <laughs> and don't worry, we weren't famous. But um, I was a trumpet player. And the one group, we were in eight churches a week. And that's, you say, there's only seven days. I know. It was every night of the week plus Sunday morning. Traveling 46 states in Canada when I, w when I was with them. And uh, it was a wonderful thing. And so we had our singers and we had band. And every church we were at, they would, give, they would hold auditions for church choirs. People out of the choirs could audition. And then they could come out and travel for a few weeks with us. And so it was really a cool thing. I met some awesome people from all over the country. I never will forget, though, because some, sometimes that was really awesome, and sometimes it was less awesome. <laughs> but I remember this one lady, and I, I'll describe her carefully here. She was a rather large church lady. But she loved Jesus, no doubt. But I remember, you know, we'd be getting together every morning, loading up all of our stuff back on the bus, getting on the bus, get ready to go. And if anybody had kind of a bad attitude or they'd be moody or grumpy, and this is before Snap was in, okay? She'd kind of get over and by, somebody needs to have a little talk with Jesus. <laughs> now, I've just been looking around a little bit. You know why I've been preaching today? And some of y'all need to have a little talk with Jesus. Which means you need to take care of it all ahead of time. Get loaded ahead of time. Prepared ahead of time so that you can show up prayed up. Amen. Amen. George Mueller, in the 1800s, Bristol, England. Incredible man of God. It is said that he read through the Bible over 200 times. And he took his time. He cared for in his lifetime. He had orphanages in Bristol, England. He cared for over 10,000 orphans. He trusted God so much that he said, I'm never going to ask anybody for anything. I'm just going to trust God. There are miraculous stories where they were out of food and food would come to the door. There are times where they were out of milk and the milk cart would lose a wheel right in front of the orphanage. And the milk delivery guy would say, can you use some milk? God would take care of him. He trusted God. He prayed. I want to show you a quote by George Mueller. I live in a spirit of prayer. I pray as I walk about, when I lie down, and when I rise up. And look at this. And the answers are always coming. Read that last part. And the answers are always coming coming one more time and the answers are always coming prayed up and you can expect that the answers are always coming prayer needs to be a lifestyle like he said live in a spirit of prayer prayer is a lifestyle and not not just prayer in case of emergency break glass 
and say a little prayer. Thank God we can do that too. But let's make sure that we're praying ahead of time. Prayer is a lifestyle. And get this, I believe that the best place, the best place to get prayed up is beside still waters. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean, get up early. I know, I just lost half of you. (laughs) Get up early every day. Follow this. Before the noise, before the news, before you check your phone, before people, before emails, before emergencies, the best place to get prayed up is by still waters. There's a couple of enemies that would keep you from going there. Number one, of course, would be the devil, the enemy of your soul. The second enemy is very, very close to you. And you ready for this? It's your own flesh. Your flesh will keep you, try to, keep you from getting up, going to still waters and getting prayed up. Here's one way, and here's a tool that the flesh loves. Ready? I've got a picture of it. Can we show the picture? Now, my, my snooze gives you nine minutes. Wow. Nine minutes. Read about it. Read the studies. A snooze, we, we tap it. If I can just get nine more minutes. And then snooze too. Here's the science behind it. You're not more rested. It breaks what's called sleep inertia, where you land back and come back up again, and it messes you up. It does not help you. Plus, here's what I'm thinking about. Nine minutes. Nine minutes. Let me tell you something. I can pretty much get prayed up in nine minutes. Don't throw that away. Don't give that away. And get out of your mind. i got to spend hours every morning with God. I can't do that. None of us can. There's some days you need to. But I'm telling you, stop tossing it away, catering to your flesh and the enemy of your soul. I have got to get myself by still waters. I have got to get myself connected to God who is my strength, who is my stronghold, who is my help. I've got to have that. I've got to be, a, I've got to be ready so that I can show up, prayed up. And can I tell you something? To show up, prayed up, is way better than just showing up. Amen. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? Amen. One, one of our pastors told me this morning after first service, everybody hang with me just a minute here. One of our pastors told me that at this point in the message, don't do it right now, but in the message he went ahead and set his alarm because that's one of the things you need to do too. He went ahead and set his alarm for tomorrow to go find some still waters. Amen? And Jesus, deliver us from snooze buttons. Amen. Let me have every head bowed if we could. Lord, thank you. You're so good and gracious to us, so patient with us. Thank you that we have access to you, the Lord, our strength, because of what Jesus has done for us. It all flows out of your incredible love for us.
Thank you. Forgive us. When we walk right past the connection, that will give us the power and the strength that we need to live this life. Forgive us when we throw away time that could have helped us to connect with you so that we could have that awareness and confidence that you're in us, with us, for us, and going ahead of us. Forgive us those times that we try to handle things in some other way except by prayer. Just help us to see this is strategic right now. This is strategic for our lives that we get ahead of it all. And by putting you first, you will help us with all the rest. God, I'm asking you, convict us. Challenge us, change us, remind us, and help us to do this in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Every head still bowed, every eye closed. Please no moving about again. Listen, everybody needs a Savior. Jesus is that Savior. There's a God-shaped void in our hearts and our lives that only he can fill. Life without Jesus, honestly, you can try very hard, but it just does not connect. It just does not make full sense. And then after this life is over, you for sure better have a Savior then. Jesus is the only Savior for mankind. And God so loved the world, you and I, that he sent his only Son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John 1.12 says that to as many as believed on him, to those who received him, he gave them the right, the privilege, to be called the children of God. So this morning, if you've never received Jesus into your heart and life, or you're here and you are a believer, but you need to get some things right with the Lord, I want to be able to lead you in a prayer here in just a moment. But I want us to reckon with a few things here. If that would be you and you've never received the Lord, but you're ready today, and I would say do it today. Don't put it off. Or you're here today and you're a believer, but you need to get some things right with the Lord. Heads are bowed right now. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. But if that would be you, would you just lift your hand up? Go ahead, just boldly. Just lift your hand up right where you are right now. Go ahead. Keep your hand up if you would. And don't be weirded out by this, but uh, an usher is going to put a card in your hand. I'll tell you about the card in a minute. Don't even worry about it. But just keep your hand. If you lifted your hand, or, or if that's you, lift your hand right now all across the congregation. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Now, everybody, just focus in on this. Pray this prayer with me right now. Father God, I come to you now in Jesus' name. Jesus, who loves me, gave himself for me. Lord, I love you. And I give myself to you. I ask you right now, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Savior and be my Lord. And by the blood of Jesus, shed for me, forgive me right now of every sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Make me brand new and set me free. And now fill me with your peace, with your joy, with the Holy Spirit, and with the assurance. You'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. And I thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen.
And amen. Listen to me. If you prayed that prayer from your heart and you meant that it counts before God and you begin a relationship with God and now it's important that just like any other relationship, there's steps. We continue to walk with the Lord. And that's what that card is about. So if you got one of those cards, uh, there's very minimal information we're asking for. And the only reason for that information is so we can get some information back to you about your next steps in walking with the Lord. We don't want any, anything from you. This is just to help you. Take the moment, fill that card out. If you didn't get a card and you wanted one, there'll be ushers at the door. They'll be glad to give you one. And then just drop those cards off with them. I believe also there'll be a text uh, number on your way out. And you can, you can text there and get the information back as well. We just want to help you to continue in your walk with the Lord. Amen? It's the only way to, only way to live. Well, we've had a good morning. I pray you have a good day. And I pray the next place you show up, you show up, prayed up, and kind of have some holy cool about you. All right? God bless you. I love you. You're dismissed. Peace. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.